welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Financial professionals, let's move forward together. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is Colette Markham. With over 20 years of experience in partner management, channel development, and strategic alliances, Colette Markham has a seasoned executive who delivers strategies that drive growth, profitability, and competitive success. As the Director of Channel Partnerships at Nuve, Colette oversees the domestic portfolio of B2B strategy partners aligning with ERP product integrators and leading in initiatives to increase year-over-year revenue, promote product enhancements, and foster organic growth within the channel. Her mission is to add value to the organizations and partners by understanding their different needs, guiding and mentoring them with solid leadership skills, and resolving conflicts that arise on a daily basis. Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, Colette Markham. Well, thank you so much for that lovely introduction, Ed. It's, it's a pleasure to be here with you today. And, and gosh, I'm, I'm sitting over here chuckling a bit because when you just gave that intro and said over 20 years experience, I was like, oh my gosh, am I really that old? I have been doing this that long. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Oh, well, goodness. first off, why do you do what you do then if you're doing it for 20 years? You know, Ed, this is this question, believe it or not, I get asked a lot. Um, and quite honestly, as simple as it may sound, I, I truly do it for my partners. And the relationships that you build with these partners that truly last a lifetime. You know, the, the trust and admiration that comes along with this role, because um, we truly are acting as a liaison between our company and the net of our partners. Um you just can't, you can't beat that. It's just, you wake up every morning and you get so excited to just do what you do and helping those partners achieve their goals and to really be successful with their clients. And as simple as it sounds, that's why I do it. And over the years, how has your approach to marketing changed in the ERP space? Well, um, that's a a bit of a loaded question. (laughs) So at Nuve, um, we actually, let me back up in time. We started out years ago as Sage Payment Solutions. And Sage sold off our division, um, and we had to rebrand and become Paya, right? So when you go through any kind of acquisition is that, you know, every new firm has their own way and their own approach on how they want to handle certain things, especially marketing. Um, about a year ago, a little over a year ago, Paya was acquired by Nuve. Um, and last year, kind of everything stayed the same. This year, they have a different marketing approach, right? The way that I look at it is, of course, you know, you have to go and abide by what your company recommends and the tools that they're giving you. But my approach is truly, what does my partner need? And every partner is different. So for my particular portfolio, I manage roughly about 20 of our top VARs, um, and they're broken down into tiers. And then we have tier twos and tier three partners, but every partner is different. So you really have to get in and ask them what works for them. How have they been successful? You know, how does their marketing team work and how do they want to work with us? And you approach it on an individual basis. And then you take back those recommendations to your marketing team and say, hey, here's the recommendation from my partner. This is what I think is going to work. And you just kind of tackle it that way. Um, Most of the time we're successful. Sometimes we're not. And you just have to pick up the pieces and move forward and try with a different strategy the next time. And and that's truly the most simplistic response to that. What do you think has been um, tending toward more successful in the, in the last couple of years, let's say since, since COVID? 
oh my gosh. Yeah. Because, you know, think about COVID, everything shut down our whole world as we know it. And the approach was quite different, right? So that's when we, we really saw the elevation in the webinars. And even now to this day, I have several partners that no longer do in-person um, in-person trade shows, right? They're still strictly just, let's just do webinar focused. Um, and so that really changed the way that we had to do business because we were so used to doing things in person. So we had to kind of adjust to the times, right? Um, and so I would say probably about 60 to 70% of the marketing efforts that we do are all virtual, whether it be webinars, um, whether it be podcasts such as this, um, whether it be LinkedIn um, sponsorships and that sort of thing. So it, it really has changed. And I'm glad to say that most of our partners prefer um, to do a lot of things online today because it, it makes our jobs a lot easier and we can actually reach out to the masses more so than we would when we did things in person. Yeah, it's a strange combination. I, I hear a lot that that prospects are certainly or oftentimes more educated than they were in the past. At the same time, I think part of the challenges is that they often diagnose the problem themselves and they don't get the prescription correct. So uh, the, well, the challenge yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> so talk a little bit about that's that. That's a bit of a conundrum. Yeah, that's a, that's a little bit of a, of a conundrum, right? Because, I mean, we're blessed with really great partners, right? And a lot of them do come to us as the industry experts in this space and really take our recommendations and what we've seen work and what we've seen that doesn't. There are times, though, where, where they're just so steadfast on this is what we want to do. Let's just take this approach. And, of course, they're the partner. We're going to go with whatever they want to do. Um, but, you know, a lot of times when it doesn't work that way and they come back and, you know, they're like, listen, Colette, you're right. We should have gone about it this way instead. It doesn't matter. You know, it, it's all trial and error. So we all learn and we all grow from it. It's like, don't worry about it. We'll get it next time. And, you know, a lot of times then we do have to regroup and think about, okay, what's our next approach? What's our next strategy going to be? And you just pick up the pieces and go from there. And Colette, we have an exit question that we ask all of our guests, and that is, who is a hero of yours and why are they a hero? Oh, my goodness. That's a great question. Um, you know, some people might listen to this and be like, what is she talking about? How could her... 17-year-old teenage son, especially with teenagers today, be my hero. But honestly, he is my hero, and I'm going to tell you why. So both of my children, I have two teenagers. God bless me, right? Um, and they're both dyslexic. So they both had academic struggles, you know, ever since they started pre-K. My daughter, fortunately for her, her dyslexia was caught in second grade. Unfortunately for my son, it wasn't caught until middle school. So he was behind the eight ball a bit. And I remember when he was five years old um, and he was in kindergarten, they did a project that said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I have it hanging in my office. And on that, he said three things. He wants to fly airplanes. He wants to be a baseball player. And he wants to read books. And it's like choking me up when I say that now, because he just wanted to be normal like the other kids in his class and read. And so now flash forward to he's in high school always been a struggle, but he's a junior now. And he decided what he wants to do is pursue the fire science program, which our school high school has in conjunction with our local university. So he wants to be a firefighter when he graduates high school and also a licensed EMT. 
And I remember when he approached my husband and I about this last year and I said, you know, is this really what you want to do, buddy? And I, I didn't tell him I had reservations, but quite honestly, I did because I thought, here's a kid who's a C and D student his whole life has always had difficulty reading. How is he going to do this? But, you know, when your kids come to you with these hopes and dreams, you support it. And I said, okay, bud, you know, you sure this is what you want to do? And he said, mom, when it's something I care about and it's my future, I'm going to figure it out. And the reason why he's my hero is because last month, he's been my hero for a while, but in particular last month, we got a certificate in the mail that he made the National Honor Society at the college level. He's a straight A student. And I opened that envelope and I cried and cried because I thought, here's a kid who has his whole life in school struggled and barely passed. And he is pulling it out and he is straight A's and he is doing his passion and what he loves. And to be a teenager in today's society and deal with all the pressures of social media and bullying and everything we're all aware of today for a kid to put all that aside, pursue his dreams, make straight A's and accomplish something with a learning disability is amazing to me. So that's why my 17 year old son, Thomas is my hero and he always will be. And lastly, Colette, how can somebody contact you? Um, various ways. So my email at work is Colette and it's spelled C-O-L-E-T-T-E dot Markham, M-A-R-K-H-A-M at Nuve, N-U-V-E-I dot com. Or you can always search for me on LinkedIn. Um, and my handle is Colette A. Malizo, M-A-L-I-Z-Z-O, which was my maiden name, dash Medley, M-E-D-L-E-Y. All right. Colette Markham. Director of Channel Partnerships at Nuve. Thanks so much for being a guest on the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Ed. It was a pleasure. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast.